Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, the title of today's, first of all, I hope you're well where you are. Um, please look after yourself. The days are evil. I know there's a lot of pressure on people. Um, people, today's election day in the US. Um, I pray that the will of God be done. And um, everyone just stay safe over there. Um, yeah, I do have some listeners in the US, so thank you so much acknowledging you guys. Thank you for staying on this podcast with me. Um, and um, people in Nigeria as well, yeah, the days are definitely, definitely. Anyway, so let's continue to pray for the peace and for the uh, presence of God to be with us and that His will be done and that God takes absolute control. You know, these days I've been musing on something. at it i'm like if something is bad and we know that it's bad what should we do do we say it's going to take a lot of trouble to fix it there's going to be a lot of pain there's going to be a lot of suffering so let's just continue to manage that thing that is bad like let's say you have a bad tire in your car and you say well this tire is bad i know if i continue using it like this you know it will bust, maybe it will tear out, maybe one day we'll have an accident but, you know, the trouble it will take me right now to change this tire you know, it's going to take me a lot of trouble, it's going to cost me money, it's going to cost a lot of stress, where I want to go, I may not be able to go right now, so let me continue using the tire and, you know, it's better for me rather than you know, let me just continue using that tire or do you say no let me park the car where it is yes i will not be able to go to where i want to go in whatever business it is i could have been doing in fact my car may be grounded even though i don't really have the money for a new tire my car will be grounded for this period i may have to walk i may have to you know enter bus i may be late i may be deeply stressed and all that but i will not drive a car except the tires are good it's a real dilemma and i'm just using this for a more serious analogy for what we are faced with right now in nigeria because i think there are some forces that want us to just leave the car running with the bad tire and there are people that are saying no this tire is not good and we're not going to continue driving we've been driving with bad tires we're not going to continue driving this car it is not safe for us you know for the for the good of the car so that we can have this car running and it can you know before we destroy it completely because either way even if we don't do something it's going to be i mean eventually this can we get to a point where we cannot use it anymore but there are people that say no have we not been managing the car like this before now let's continue with the bad tires so it's um it's 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 really really yeah it's challenging let's put it that way but this is where the wisdom of God is higher than that which anybody can see. And um, I think what is surprising to a lot of people is why it is in the interests of some people for us to continue to run with tires that are clearly bad. They need changing and they're not working or whatever. You know, the tires are bad. You understand? You can see it is torn. It is, you know, the tires are bad. Okay, even if it's to patch the tire, you don't want us to patch. The car is moving, the tires are wobbling. No, we should leave it like that and 
just ignore it and pretend I'm being the car with you and I assume there's nothing wrong with the tire and just continue. It, it's really mind-boggling. So today, the music for today is very, very reflective and introspective. Honestly, I don't even really know where it's going. And like I've always said, these musings are not a teaching, they're not a teaching podcast though. It's a more a learning podcast. It's a musing podcast. A lot of the times I start off with more questions than answers. Sometimes answers come. Sometimes the questions are even more. This one I think is a very much open-ended one. I do not have any conclusions. Maybe I don't know what God will do. But the title is called I Will Shake All the Nations. And I'm just musing about what's going on generally in Nigeria and all the nations. And the fact that it looks like this decade is going to bring about you know but if i i mean i'm a student of political science and i can say that the sort of the way in which the world is moving starting off with covid at the beginning of the year and then brexit and you know the trump presidency before that i think it's just looking like a lot of things are being shaken if i look beyond what is happening physically you know, it's like, for instance, if there's a, a marriage, a, a couple that is having marital problems, you can look at it and say, okay, this person said this was this. You can look at the nitty-gritty of what they're saying, but most of the time, there are foundational underlying issues that is really causing it. And if you really want to get to the root of the problem, like we always say, don't look at that he said, he, he, he said, she said. Look at the underlying problems, which I think is what is happening in my country. You know, you can say, okay, there was protest, there was this, there was that. But there is a very serious underlying issue, foundational underlying issues that are, that are, that is what is, you know, that is the, that's at the root. And, you know, anyways, so it's called, I will shake all the, I will shake all the nations. And I'm, like I said, it's just amusing. And the um, headline scripture from this is Haggai 2.7. When the Lord spoke by the prophets, um, Haggai saying, I will shake all the nations and they will come with the wealth of all the nations and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. And this scripture, this was this verse, God was speaking to the children of Israel when they had been come out of captivity and they were going to build the temple. And God was saying that, you know, he was trying to encourage Zerubbabel and all the children of Israel who were building the temple at that time. And he was saying that, he will shake the nations, they will bring their silver and their gold, and that he will make fill this house with glory. So he was just encouraging them. That house was talking about all the temple. However, this same verse was replicated in other scriptures as well. And the interpretation that Paul, for instance, gave of it in Hebrews showed us that even though God was referring to a shaking of the nations then that had to do with that historical time when they were rebuilding the temple, that there was also a spiritual implication of that verse that would still happen in the future as well. And that's the spirit with which this museum is going. It's talking about, yes, there were moments in time when God would say, I will shake all the nations, and it was specific to that time. But he used it also to teach us spiritual things about what he would do you know, in future times as well, and what we can expect when a period of shaking is going on. So I'm just going to pick out a few scriptures that talk about when God shakes things, you know, and what his guidance to his people are in those times, and how we can also know when things are being shaken by man and when they are being shaken by God. So, uh, yeah, so this is not going to be, like I said, anything conclusive, but it's just food for thought, I would say, both for myself and for every heart that receives it. That we, it's something to think about, it's something to muse about, it's something to ask God for more leading on what's really going on now and what am I, what do I need to get out of it. 
I think for me personally, the Lord had said to me personally, and this is just me, and you know, at the beginning of the year when COVID happened, He really told me that it was a time for me to seek Him and you know go back into my inner closet with Him and get that, and that every believer needed to hear for his or herself what God was asking him or her to do because He said that 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 the pandemic will trigger off a set of events that will then you know go on you know onwards and then. I was, I don't know, I was thinking more in context of my own life or maybe my community. But now when I remember this, he brought it to my remembrance. I can't even remember where I wrote it. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what is happening now. Because whether we like it or not, everything that is happening, at least in my country, is triggered, is 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 a is is like even though people may not draw the connection, but it's actually a, a direct fallout from the pandemic. Because the recession that came about from the pandemic made things harder for the people. It also made the lapses in governance more glaring. The tolerance level of the people became, you know, people were more pushed to the wall and there are no answers coming. Anyway, so that we shake all nations. Let's see where the Lord will take us. Holy Spirit. I, I, you know, this is not me. This is, I, you know, you have to speak because I really don't, I, I don't understand that. I just need your guidance. So, Lord, speak as you always do. Thank you. So, thank you for joining me. We'll talk about what the scripture says. When God says he will shake all the nations and guidance for his children at this moment. Thanks for joining. So Luke 21 verse 25 to 26, it says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Verse 26, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Let's note that the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now, Luke 21 is one of those, um, you know, the end um, of Jesus' ministry when he was now preparing the disciples and his followers for what will come in the latter days and all that and many of the things that he talks about like you know nation rise against nation there shall be wars in distant places there shall be famine you know all those things have happened even in our own century you know in the 20th century as well as 21st century and we see it happen in pockets there was a year that it was just earthquakes in many parts of the world there were times in the 1940s when it was just war like the world war major nations at war with one another and there were times when you know it was famine like in certain parts like in time we know that in africa in certain parts of africa the horn of africa it was all about famine so we've seen these um things that jesus prophesied and spoke about we've seen it happen in pockets of periods of times you know throughout the over the last two thousand years since jesus you know um, left the earth and went back to heaven ascended to heaven so i believe that this is god you know showing sharing us the build-up of what it will happen you know when um there's you know the nations are being shaken shaken and things are happening and he talked about signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and even though i always read this sign in the sun and the moon and the stars as physical sun physical moon physical stars is recently while reading the bible um project that i realized that the sun, the moon, and the stars also refers to celestial beings, actually. Because the stars, the angels are actually referred to as the stars of God. So apparently, and well, that's another thing I won't talk too much about. So apparently, the physical stars that we see are actually physical representations 
of the angels and you can see that you can't count the number of stars that you can see in the signs angels are actually actually also innumerable innumerable what i don't know is whether i don't know how that works but i do know that angels are referred to as the stars of god and if you just google the stars of god um you will see that um god actually refers to them as angels you know so yeah anyways that's another thing and there's a whole anyway about that you know but i'm not going to go too much into that but i think what we can see is and even you know when anyway i'm not going to that because that's another thing thereby but let's just say that the heaven that we see is a physical representation of a spiritual universe and you know there are scriptures that show that as well so when it now says the powers of heaven, so if I look at this Luke 21, there are two things that stand out for me. When it says distress, things that I think are relevant for this time. When it says distress of nations with perplexity, that is definitely something that I think is applicable for this time. And it says the sea and the waves roaring. Again, I wonder, this sea and the waves, is it talking about the physical sea or waves? Is it talking about, talking about turmoil? of the nations you know spiritual turmoil that is then affecting the lives of men because honestly for me and i speak for myself like i said this is a musing it's not a teaching when i look at what's going on even when covid started what i could see was that spirit of the spirit of fear had been unleashed upon the nations because it was more about fear than any other thing the fear of catching it the fear of not catching it the fear of recovery the fear of you know the economy the fear of losing job the fear of not losing job the fear of you know there was just fear everywhere everything it had just you know so there was this and a lot of nations are distressed economically socially and politically and like i said what i think you know political leaders in my country did not factor in was the political turmoil that something as devastating as a once in a century pandemic would re, uh, would, 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 would preempt. In countries like the UK and the US, we heard about the significant amount of economic bailout that was coming to individuals. Individuals receiving checks of £1,000, £2,000, co- companies getting 50000 you know, thousand, tens of thousands of pounds. You know, we didn't have anything like that. It was just food stuff, which was supposed to go around, which apparently didn't go around as well. So it was a crisis waiting to happen. So distress of nations with perplexity. So when I see that sea and the waves roaring, but again, like I said, beyond what is happening in the physical, I also sense that there's something happening in the spiritual, and that is where these powers of heaven shall be shaken. So God is now telling us that all those things happening, when we are seeing it physically, we should know that the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now, it's not the powers of God's heaven. No. We know that God's heaven is the third heaven because that's how Paul described it. He said he was caught up to the third heaven. The heaven that we all see, so after the atmospheric heaven, which we all see, there's, I think in that heaven as well, or rather above it, there's the heaven where the wicked spirits, where the devil and his cohorts are. The Bible says, rejoicing is against flesh and blood goes against principalities and powers the rulers of the darkness of this world wicked spirits in heavenly places so that wicked spirits in the heavens that is the same place where god says the powers of the heavens shall be shaken so there are times when god shakes those powers and those are the celestial bodies that are ruling over rulers of the darkness of this world sometimes he shakes them it affects certain nations and i'm not you know 
I think I would need to read a bit more. Sometimes, I mean, okay, like if we look at there are times in the Old Testament when he did that, you know, against the king of Assyria, the spiritual king of Assyria, against the spiritual king of Babylon, and we see examples of that. That again is another level of musing, which I don't think we can do here. It's not something I want to do on this podcast. These are things I do in my own personal time. But there are times that God shakes the powers of the heaven. So when he, he does a shift in that heavenly structure, you know within the kingdom of darkness it affects what happens on earth and usually god does it when he wants to there's something he wants to do in his spiritual design so that's what he's saying and i encourage everyone to go and read this luke 21 he's amusing i myself i'm saying he said he says all these things will happen for the powers of heaven shall be shaken but he first talked about he said you know he talked about signs in the sun in the moon a lot will happen you know in the heavenly realm before it begins to cause about distress on the nations and on the earth and that's because that distress will be coming forth because the rulers of the darkness of the world are being shaken and the person shaking it is God and it's for his purpose so Hebrews text tells us more about this so Hebrews 12 verse 25 to 28 says see to it that you do not refuse to listen to him who is speaking to you now for if those sons of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to him who warned them on earth, revealing God's will, which was um, Moses in those days, how much more will we escape if we turn our backs on him who warns from heaven? Verse 26, his voice shook the earth at Mount Sinai, then, back then, but now he has given a promise saying, yes, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the starry heaven verse 27 i'm reading the amplified version now this expression yet once more indicates the removal and final transformation of all those things which can be shaken which is of that which has been created so that things which cannot be shaken may remain so god is shaking all things says yet once more he will shake all things so that those things that have been created shake all the things you know that have been created that includes both celestial beings and we terrestrial beings that have been created so that these things those things which cannot be shaken may remain god says one more time he will do that i think that's at the final end of the world verse 28 he now says therefore since we believers have received a kingdom which cannot be shaken the kingdom of god let us show gratitude and offer to god pleasing service and acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God indeed is a consuming fire. So, a lot of things to unpack here, and I still don't, like I said, I will, this is an open-ended news, and there's no conclusion here. So God, there are times when God will shake all nations. He says that when he shakes those nations, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. There will be distress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear, as we're saying, because they'll be afraid of the things which are coming upon the earth, which is what is happening in my country right now. There's a lot of fear. People are really concerned about what the future will bring, even after the pandemic. Before it was recession and fear, but now it's fear of political turmoil, which is already upon us as we speak. So we are in a case of social, economic, and political turmoil. All is a perfect storm of together. And God is saying that in such moments, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. But he says that actually we have a kingdom that cannot be moved so the only place of refuge at this time will be the kingdom of god and i mean the real kingdom of god founded upon the word of god not founded upon the doctrines of man not founded upon the doctrines of devil not founded upon the or, or upon the love 
of money or the love of self or the love of ambition and actually now as i'm using i'm now realizing that at this time now anybody we all need to any let me just read matthew 7 and i think i will close at this point because that matthew 7 for me is the survival strategy for the times that we're in and this is not just about nigeria because i think we're the pandemic has shaken all nations in Europe and America, they already know that they're in a second wave. We were in a second wave that is a political wave. Clearly, we're not going to have any other wave. It's not likely in Africa because we didn't have COVID the way the rest of the world did. But our own wave too is a, is a, is a, is a wave, is a political wave. In those countries, they're having the pandemic full-fledged, full force. We still don't know what that's going to be. Going into winter up till next year, one doesn't know what the trickle-down from knock-off effect is going to be on the economy, upon jobs, upon everything. We hope that the political leaders will do the right thing, which is why I think Christians, all of us, should be praying at this time, and that the outcome of the U.S. elections will be such that we walk in a way that will bring about the good for the nation and all other nations by extension. But the point is that all nations have been shaken. It's either you are facing the economic turmoil of COVID, or you are facing the political of it, or both, or all. So. If it is true that God is the one actually shaken, if it is also true that the powers of heaven shall be shaken, it is a theory, I'm not sure. It looks like it because everything, Luke 21 and all other scriptures, Matthew 26 that describe it, it looks very much that the powers of heaven are being shaken. And how you know is when, for instance, like I said, God has been unveiling and uncovering so much, exposing evil, things that acts of wickedness that have been uncovered he's exposing our political system for what it is he's exposing our political leaders for what they are he's, a, he's exposing he's exposing our social system in a way that even me that i've lived in the country i never knew things that i didn't know ha- happened it's been it's been laid bare it's like an unveiling and unwrapping clearly right now even if i can't speak for any other country the powers of heaven over nigeria they are being shaken for sure I can say that I don't need anybody to validate it. The Nigeria is being shaken, and I think that's why our political leaders are afraid. And all what they are doing now, knee-jerk reaction, because they, they they are being shaken. This kind of shaking we have never seen. This is a spiritual shaking. And anybody that thinks that it was protest that caused this, you are not spiritually aware. This is a spiritual shaking that is manifesting in physical actions, exactly as um, Luke 21, God described this in Luke 21. So the guidance to every Christian at this time is in Matthew 7, 24 to 27. And this is where I will just end it. Because like I said, it's not a conclusion. This is, I believe God is just giving me food for thought and what I should, for me to hold him even stronger. And this is what he said to me. He did say to me that this period will be a time to build resilience for the days ahead. Ah, you were so right, Father. And I was like, at the time, I was like, yeah, God, so are you telling me that things worse than COVID are going to happen afterward? He didn't answer me. But I now, I'm now seeing what he said. So I'll close. Let's go for a break and I'll, I'll come back shortly and we'll close with Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Thank you. Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27. Verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth those sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house on a rock. And the rain, winds, and flood came, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, 
and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Hmm. Remember that, founded upon a rock. Verse 26, And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does it not shall be like a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell. And the ruin of the house was great. So, Jesus was saying here that the wise man is he that built his house upon a rock. And that house he's talking about is the spiritual house, the house of that person's spiritual life. He says because the winds will come, that's the rain, the winds and the flood. Of course, we know that that rain is not normal. It's talking about the storms of life, just like it was talking about in Luke 21, when it says the sea and the waves roaring. So now I know that that sea and the waves is not a physical sea. Just like the wind and the rain and the floods that he says descended and beat upon the house is not a physical rain. He's using poetry the language of poetry to describe a spiritual situation and a context yeah when he says a wise man built his house on a rock he's not talking about a physical house in other words i mean really he's talking about the spiritual house the house of his life he, he builds his life his spiritual life upon a rock he says everyone that hears and says hears these sayings of mine and does it i will liken him and to him a wise man so i will like him so i will compare it's like an analogy to a wise man that builds his house upon a rock because the man is resilient against the storms of life but it says that person whose house is not built upon a rock upon the rock of god's word his house that the the, the rain will come that he built his house upon sand so in other words either built his house upon the love of money the love of you know the flesh he builds his house upon the world the things of the world the cares of this life political power social position he says that when those storms come and the rain beats upon the house that it will surely destroy that the house will fall and the ruin of the house will be great so i think the shaking of these nations contrary to what we believe those that look powerful and have their power upon the things of the world the ruin their ruin will be greater than those whose power rests upon god that's what i'm getting from this scripture why do i say that it says because if the powers of heaven are being shaken, if it is really God that is shaking the nation, then it is only the things that cannot be shaken that will remain, which is the things that are founded upon God's word, which is what all these scriptures, Matthew 7, Luke 21, and Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12 that says, um, 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 a kingdom, um, we've seen the kingdom that cannot be shaken. He's saying that um, God is shaking all those things that can be shaken so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. If it is God that is really shaking the nations and shaking our nation, I'm not saying that he's the one that caused COVID, no. But I'm saying when there's a spiritual shaking of the nations, when the powers of heaven are shaking, it causes things upon the earth. The distress that it causes. Because the, the, this is, because it's the world, it causes distress. But what then happens is that even in that distress, those things which cannot be shaken, insulated from that distress and it's, it's the doer it's not just the hearer that is insulated it is the person that hears and does the word of God so I don't really have any much to say about that because I think it's only God that can give each of us interpretation or understanding even I myself I don't fully understand what I'm hearing or what you know this is saying and i believe that as i go off into the rest of my day 
the meaning will come. But what I'm getting right now is that I need to build my house upon a rock. So that whatever it is that is going on, and there's a lot going on outside, when the rain is beating upon the house, when the wind is descending, when the floods come, as they are coming, just like it said in Luke 21, the sea and the waves roaring. Isn't that what, can't we feel that roaring has been happening? There has been a raging of seas around us. So much noise. Distress of nations, people perplexed, nations perplexed, leaders at a loss for what to do. Conflicting messaging. That's, this is the scenario. The Lord says that it's an indication that the powers of heaven, and not his own power, the powers of the heavenlies, they are being shaken. So I think what I am personally going to do right now is I'm just going to hold on to God over this period and tie my, my house. My house, in fact, it is already built on a rock, but I'm going to go and strengthen that foundation even more over this period. I will strengthen it even more. So the Lord, thank you. I mean, I, thank you for joining me. I have nothing else to say. Um, yeah, and I pray that God will give all of us the understanding that we need to have at this time. Yeah, and that we will really be like the wise man who built his house on a rock. And when the rain came and beat upon the house, the winds came and descended, and the flood came and beat upon the house, it shall not fall, for it is founded upon the rock. The house of my life shall not fall. The spiritual house of my life and my household shall not fall. For we are built upon the rock. And we shall be hearers. We shall be hearers and doers of the word at this time. Because it is only the doer of the word that shall is blessed. And that shall be shaped and that cannot be shaken. And I pray that as many of us find refuge in his kingdom at this time. That God will enable us all to find ourselves in community of spirit. So that we can support one another at this time. As the kingdom of God built upon the rock. A house that cannot be shaken. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful day. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Musings with Jesus. If you are already saved, I encourage you to continue in the study of the word and the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you are not yet a believer and you are yet to give your life to Christ, you know, maybe you have in the past or you're just, you just feel you're at a point where you need to really make a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ and you would like to give your life to Christ, please join me now in a very simple prayer. You can say this after me. You can say it under your breath. You can say it in your heart. The most important thing is that you believe romans 10 verse 9 to 10 says if we believe with our hearts the lord jesus and we confess him as lord he will save us and that with our hearts man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so please join me in this um, short prayer almighty god i confess that i am a sinner i believe with all my heart that jesus christ is lord please i would need you to repeat this after me so let's let's take that again almighty god i confess that i am a sinner i believe with all my heart that jesus christ is lord and that he is the way the truth and the life i believe your word that you sent him to the earth to die for my sins 
and you raised him from the dead for my redemption. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Save me from sin and save me from spiritual death. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Help me to know you and to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, Lord, I thank you for everyone that has prayed this prayer, and I commit them unto you and unto the word of your grace. Thank you for being able, I know that you are the one that is able to build them up and to give them their own inheritance in the saints. Father, let your name be glorified. Show them your way. Show them your will and let them walk with you in Jesus' name. If you have prayed this prayer, congratulations. You are now a child of God. You have every authority to deal with God as a father. I would recommend that you begin to build a relationship with the word of God through the Bible. And I think a good way to start is to get a good Bible and start reading from Matthew. Read about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's very self-explanatory. The words will come alive and they will just do miracles in your hearts and in your mind. Um, please stay tuned to this podcast as well because it's an ongoing journey. It's a daily podcast we, re- we record every day. And I trust God that every day God will give something that would inspire you and make your journey with him and the world even more interesting. I would also recommend that you go to www.bibleprojects.com which is a site that has the Bible explained in very short and simple narrative videos. It also has podcast recordings. There's a YouTube channel. You can check it out as well. I think BibleProject.com is an excellent introduction into the Word of God and what it means to be part of the unified story in Christ Jesus. And finally, I would also recommend that you find a community of Bible believers near you, um, informally, online, wherever it may be, and um, let's share this experience and begin to build the journey as you would if you would also like you could also record a voice message and send it to me on my channel through anchor fm musings with jesus i wish you all the best in your ongoing journey